Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I hope you're all having a wonderful holiday weekend. Hope you all had a fabulous Thanksgiving meal. I want to play an interview that I did with Rachel Dratch and Anna Gasteyer. Of course, we all know them from SNL. I grew up watching them in so many uh, legendary skits. I remember just laughing hysterically at Rachel Dratch doing Debbie Downer, Anna Gasteyer playing Martha Stewart. Or remember, she hosted that talk show on SNL called Pretty Living, where Molly Shannon's character would always be the guest. She'd say, I love it. I love it. I love it. Ugh. I grew up with these women on SNL, so it was such a delight to talk to them. They have a new movie on Comedy Central called A Cluster Funk Christmas, which is a parody of the Hallmark Lifetime made-for-TV movies that we all love to watch this time of year. So Rachel, Anna, and I talk all about those holiday movies we love, uh, and then we get into a bunch of other stuff about their career and all sorts of good stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy the chat. Speaking of holiday movies, I want to recommend that you check out my holiday movie podcast, A Very Merry Iconic Podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. I host it with my friend Jenna, and we break down all of these wonderful holiday movies. And by breakdown, I mean oftentimes drag the movies. Oftentimes we drag them. So I hope you guys will check that out. And I also want to remind you that we'll be back later this week with all of our Housewives talks. So we're going to be covering the Real Houses of Orange County. We got a lot of Salt Lake City stuff we got to get into. Uh, A lot is going on. So please stay tuned to Everything Iconic and enjoy the rest of your long holiday weekend. And we will talk soon. I love you all so, so much. Please enjoy my chat with Rachel Dratch and Anna Gasteyer. As always, I will put these interviews up on the YouTube channel as soon as I can. They usually appear there within about a week, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. And if you're doing your holiday shopping, I have a book that'll be out in March of next year. So it will not be out by Christmas, but I do have a book that'll be out March 8th of next year. One last thing, at everythingiconic.store, we have lots of merch available. So that is stuff that you can order for the holiday season for gifts, for loved ones. We have t-shirts, which are going to be on sale, which are on sale now, actually. So check that out, everythingiconic.store. We have Queen Icon Legend shirts. We just got more of the long sleeves in because everyone's been asking us for those. We have wine glasses, uh, lots of great, great stuff. So everythingiconic.store. If you shop right now, there's a sale uh, and those make great holiday gifts and they help support this podcast. So thank you all. Please enjoy my chat with Rachel Dratch and Anna Gaston. Holiday elf. I'm very festive for you. Both. Wait, can I ask you a question? Did we meet Thanks. you before at Wine Country? You have not, but I would, I, okay. I would love to. In my head, spiritually, we're friends already. That's okay, maybe I've just seen your name before. Let me introduce you guys, and then we'll we'll get to it. Okay, sorry. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with two queens, icons, and legends. I'm so over the moon. Anna Gastire and Rachel Dratch. How are you both doing today? 
Thank Good. you. Good. Good to see us, legends. That meant a lot. More and speaking of queens, I just want to show you, I got festive and I've had this shirt. It's a share riding a candy cane. <laughs> Um, and amazing. I, I've wanted to wear it forever, and I felt like you guys yeah. will get it. You go, you'll perfect. get it. You, you pick the right audience. Yeah, I believe in love, uh, uh, life after love, love after life. <laughs> my head also. I'm looking at my Zoom. I feel like my head looks so big because I got the Santa hat over the headphones. Look I look great. Looks good. You look great. Everything's looking good. And you've got a, you've got a festive nod of a little garland behind in the you. Back. And it's perfect. Yeah. Look, ladies, I love a holiday movie. So I was so thrilled. Clusterfunk Christmas on Comedy Central. I loved watching it. It had all the tropes that I love from like a Hallmark movie. I'm a Hallmark movie junkie. Good. I love the Lifetime movies, love the Hallmark. And I've been dying for a parody of those for years. So I was so thrilled that you both gave it to us. You're both so funny in it and amazing. Uh, talk to me about like, how did the concept come up? Okay, first of all, may I thank you before we begin for introducing us that way because I think we wrote the movie for you, Danny. I feel that way. Clearly, clearly. No, I mean, we, we feel that way. <laughs> Actually, we were hoping that a trope lover would enjoy it. Um, uh, we, were, we were, you know, fans as much as the next guy. We love to watch them. We love to hate watch them. We uh, like a, a sentimental feeling. And um, we had been looking for something to write together, frankly, for a while. And um, our my friend, Danielle, Von Zernick, who's our other producer, had uh, has actually produced several Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas movies herself. So it was a kind of a meeting of the minds of like, how can no one's done the parody of this yet? This this is so ripe for parody. Rachel and I want to take a crack at it, and luckily uh, she believed in it, and so we we sold it. So it was a pretty pretty fun collaborative experience, and um, and like you said, like we sort of wanted to lean into the structure as perfectly as possible to make it an, a, an impeccable parody. We didn't want to just kind of make fun of Hallmark. We wanted like Uber observations. That makes sense. Well, yeah, it does make sense. And it, it is works on so many levels because also I think I have another podcast where I analyze uh, Christmas movies and I've covered a lot of the Hallmark movies. And I think for fans of that specific network, they're going to find so many little things that they're like, oh yeah, that's that. And then it also just works if people haven't seen these movies or they're just sort of general holiday movie fans. I think they're going to just laugh and have a good time. I really hope so. There's so many Easter eggs, if you will. I hate that expression, but that's really what they are. I mean, there's so many, like we, we deliberately threw a scene into the gazebo for the Hallmark people. We, we deliberately, um, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of sort of like inside baseball in terms of how crappily the movies are made and how they're always up in Canada. So there's a lot of sort of references to Canadian, accidental Canadian flags flags and things like that. And, um, yeah. And just, you know, observations sort of about the, you know, gay bestie and observations about um, race and class of the movies that we tried to just kind of pepper in so that it was part of the larger romantic uh, story. So, so funny. Now, I, we're going to get back to Christmas movies, but one of my favorite things that the two of you have done is uh, on SNL, you guys did this uh, Housewives reunion with Andy. It was like oh all God. of the SNL yeah. ladies. Yeah. So fucking funny. And I wanted to know, <laughs> do you, either of you keep up with Bravo at all? Like, are you guys, do you guys watch any of that stuff? I've, Rachel. I've, I did. I've, I watched for a really long time. I've kind of fallen off. I think like, I don't know. I think when I had a kid, I kind of fell off the housewives a little bit, but um, do you watch still all the time? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. I watched oh, too yeah. much of it. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of crazy stuff. That's why I, I wanted to get your take. Cause there's like crazy oh, stuff. Shoot, a lot I'm of people. Not, no, it's I'm okay. Not anymore. I there's know, a lot that, of people you know, going to jail. A lot of stuff. Oh happened. yeah. Cause uh, Erica Jane, the, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, cause I, I'm going to do watch what happens live too. And I feel like Andy really likes it. If you know the housewife. So I, yeah. I should, I should just start. Watching. Our friend, Emily Spivey, who wrote wine <laughs> country definitely knows a lot too. She's, she sort of keeps us surprised, but I, I, same thing. Like I really kind of lost after Teresa went to jail actually. And, um, that was sort of when I was, I exited, but I love though, that I, I asked you if you know anything about housewives and you guys just mentioned Teresa going to jail and Rachel, you're like, yeah, the Erica Jane lost. Well, yeah. that's all. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's everywhere. That's, exactly. just, that's just being knowledgeable. That's just keeping up a current yeah, event. That's basically. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I study the, you know, the infrastructure package and Erica Jane. Yeah. And that's, I'm a, a that's in my Yahoo feed. I'm a well-read, well-informed citizen of the exactly U.S. exactly right. She knows right. about the, the Paris, <laughs> Paris Accord and, of course, Erica. James. You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, Erica Jane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, there's two movies that are in your both of your collections that I have to ask you about. They're, they're sort of hidden gems in my mind, and I feel like oh, nobody asks Blart? the two of you Don't about you it. Don't dare ask about Paul uh, Blart. Rachel Dratch, first, I'm going to ask you about Spring Breakdown, which I love Spring Breakdown. I know you co-wrote it. What can you tell me a story or or a memory about that that experience? Oh, my gosh. It was it was so fun to make. I mean, my friend Ryan Shiraki, it was um, his idea. And I've sort of was like, like for this one, it was definitely co-writing from the beginning up. And that one, I was sort of like just getting my feet wet and writing. So. I helped with that one, like a lot of dialogue and stuff, because I've never been a good like plot person. But he was that the plot person for that movie. It was so fun, and um, uh, yeah, we were hoping it would go to theaters. We don't quite know what happened with that. So that's it. Always like, oh, Spring Breakdown. Like, but you can still watch it nowadays. Everything streams. So where does she? Check where does she air? Um, she airs. I don't know where she is right now, but you can always the gays. Find the gays have found it on the dark web. Like we've oh. we, we have it. We have okay. our copies. So www.gay.com. Yeah, yeah. Dark web. <laughs> check me out. Yeah. I, I did that when <laughs> I was fourteen, Anna, and it wasn't a pretty picture on oh, the no. family computer. No. Um, okay, way, Anna. What? Yes. Go ahead. No, what I was gonna say. Doing? By the way, be careful when you Google clusterfunk. <laughs> For real. Speaking of the dark web. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anna, the one I want to ask you about is The Women, another gay uh, classic with uh, Meg Ryan, who's one of my favorite actresses ever. Like, I'm obsessed with Meg Ryan. What do you remember about that experience, especially because it was an all-female cast, like every single even extra, I believe, right? It was an all-female cast, and I love the the original of that movie so much, and I've watched it a lot. Um, It was... uh, it was it was frustrating because it was sort of at a moment where things couldn't get financed for women. I mean, it was a while ago now, right? It was like over 10 years. I think like 08. And it took her, yeah. And it took her a really long time to get it financed. And then she finally got it financed. And then it was, you know, everybody just talked about everybody's work on their faces. And so it was a little bit frustrating in that respect. Um, what I remember about it was that I played sort of like the, you know, chippy friend of Ava Mendez. And I, I do remember being so like when you meet a really truly beautiful person 
you cannot stop thinking about how beautiful they are. Like, it's like a little bit Ryan McPartland in our movies like this. He plays like the good looking. He's like a Hallmark star who and, and TV comedy star who, who plays the sort of other love interest in the movie. But he's so symmetrical. And Cheyenne is like this, too. Jackson, where you just stare like, at their face it like, like it's like math. You know, like you're like, I can't concentrate on words because your face is so distractingly symmetrical like everything is just mad and i remember her lip color was the color like her skin tone to her lip naturally without lipstick is the color that you if you were a makeup artist you would, she was so lovely but also so beautiful like it was just distracting it was a distracting to my craft you know you mentioned the conversation being all about like plastic surgery and stuff and i i always I remember that era was just such a tough time for the industry yeah. and particularly women. But it's like, if you look back now, I know a lot of the conversation was about Meg Ryan and she always has looked beautiful, but it's like yeah. the culture has changed so drastically now that I think if you rewatch that movie, you're like, she looks stunningly perfect. There doesn't look like anything. Everything looks That's great. so interesting. Yeah. I was just reading, I was telling Rachel this article um, at four 30 in the morning when I had insomnia uh, <laughs> about sort of the way that the culture has been sold on Botox and this idea that like we've, we've bought into how normal it should be to freeze your face. And especially as a woman to freeze your face and especially, you know, with the Instagram and kind of commodification of it. So in the New York times, it was super interesting. And to your point, it's like now we, it's become so, it's become so habitual to see a frozen face that we don't even really understand. Like you said, looking back, it probably looks like the most moderate amount of work done ever. Yeah. Um, And I also, I'm just gonna throw a little feminist kick here too, which the writer wrote, which I really thought was interesting. She was like, if you think about it, freezing all these things in place is kind of taking away the female mechanism for any emotion at all. Like, which is Mm -hmm. sort of interesting because as you hit the age where you would have wrinkles, you're also sort of set free to like feel whatever the fuck you want and say what you want. And then it's odd that like at the same exact moment, we're freezing all of those things on our faces. So nobody can tell if we're sad or angry or And that's why in our movie, Mm -hmm. we put on gray wigs (laughs) Mm -hmm. and buns. That's right. You guys, I loved it. It was so good. And that's why we wore <laughs> Party City gray buns. Party City wigs. Were they Party City? Were they like no, really they, cheap wigs? They, they were cheap. They may as well have been. They I'm were not. They were top were. shelf, not human hair. Yeah. You know, I had interviewed Rosie O'Donnell recently, and she was saying she always knew she'd age into sort of the Geraldine Page roles. And she's having such a great time sort of fitting into those roles because they're it, it's, a, it's a fun era and age and yeah. everything to to explore on screen. I don't know. Uh, no, it's true. I mean, I think for any character actress, we've been sitting around waiting to be 50 our entire lives. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. both both Rachel and I, and, I, and this is a true fun fact, uh, it, there was a show called The Real Live Brady Bunch in the, in the 90s where they were like productions of full episodes of The Brady Bunch. It was a huge cult popular like old comedy thing. And each of us was in it and each of us played Alice. <laughs> And we were Cindy. like, Cindy. Oh. well, and didn't I know Amy Poehler played Rachel McAdams' mom in um, Mean Girls? Oh, yeah, Mean Girls. Yeah, and you, Anna, right. were Lindsay. It's like the age difference was probably nothing, but it's like crazy. Yeah. Oh, something. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we got to talk about Christmas movies, though. So, do you? Yeah, either, back to Christmas. Do you guys Get have off a favorite? of feminism. Pass. No, I love it. Pass. I, I could honestly, we could do a full hour on this because I love it. Um, but do you guys have a favorite Christmas movie? Of all time? Oh, I, the, I I religiously watch White Christmas, and I religiously watch The Grinch, and I religiously watch 
It's a Wonderful Life every single year. Um, more recently, we watch uh, Christmas Story. I would say with the kids, and um, and uh, and and we usually watch Elf. Oh, that's so cute. And it's a wonderful life. I love it, but I almost like I don't want to go on the emotional journey of it. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I see it there. I'm like, I got this, and then I don't watch. The I watch thing. it every year. Right. But also, it's my dad worked for the savings and loan industry, and we owned it as a family because it has the best representation of savings and loans of any film. Uh, I don't know if you know, remember the whole scene. I mean, literally, that's why we owned it. Like, talk about uh, the wrong emotional message of the movie. <laughs> that's what people remember, though. Anna, you mentioned Remember when the they try to get their money back when the building loan closes? And he's like, yeah. I can't give it to you. It's in Oso's <coughs> house. That's yeah. my dad was like, this is the best representation. That's this is it. it. Yeah. Um, well, what's um, your favorite Christmas movie? I love Home Alone. Uh, you mentioned oh, yeah. The Grinch, though. And I want. I love The Family Stone, too. It's like a newer favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Christmas and Vacation lo- to me is like hilariously fun. I love Christmas Vacation. And Love Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Love Actually. Um, wait, you mentioned The Grinch, though. You mean the original animated, not the yes. Jim Carrey one, right? Yes. Have you seen the, original. the Jim Carrey one? No. I mean, everything I've about seen it. it. A little bit. Okay, Rachel, give it to me. It's unhinged, right? Yeah. I mean, I think because I'm so um, yeah, attached to the original animated thing. Like, I think if you saw that without seeing the anime, you'd have a whole different... But I'm just, like, so, like, old school about how it... Yeah, it's unhinged, yeah. I used to wait up. I remember waiting for that. And all, and, and all the Rankin and Bass, too. Like, like Oh, Rudolph. I'm scared of those. No, I'm scared of those. I don't like oh, them. I love those. I oh, love no, those. they're, like, so, they still make me so happy. Heatmeister and all oh, of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They gave me nightmares as a kid. I, like, got really? nightmares Even from the claymation. The- oh, I love yeah. them so I, much. I understand. They're a little bit chucky. They have I never some, liked the... Crossover. The nose noise that Rudolph's nose. Oh, that makes. makes I could see that being yeah, like nightmares. It's upsetting. Like, also, it's it's. She a, thinks I'm cute. It's a, <laughs> it's a good impression. And the gay dentist. Oh, I got it. I got to slip my Rudolph impression every. Because well, they're gonna do the live action. They're gonna do the live action next this. year. She's I'm trying just to get in for that okay. one line. Yeah, she thinks it. I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> please, make, please make it happen. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh um, God, yeah. I just have to say that there is like a little baby Grinch that is also nightmare-inducing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and people. I just yes. discovered this last year. People on Etsy make the baby Grinch. You guys have to look it up. I know you guys have okay. a lot of press. I'm sure doing today, but find some time to look up on Etsy people who make the baby version of the Grinch from the Jim Carrey Grinch, and they sell them for. Upwards of five hundred, six hundred dollars, but they're dolls in there. That's the- not. I, I don't mean to be this guy, but that's not money well spent. <laughs> I don't think that's going to appreciate over time. <laughs> it's just my sense. We got to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more in just a second. I want to thank Acast for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to acast.com/slash/everythingiconic, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you get all new episodes of Everything Iconic. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my 
personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80%, less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Is there a Christmas movie that you hate? I know I hate to talk about what we hate, but like, is there one that that comes on or something? Like, like I said, I hate the claymation thing. Is there one that for you guys is just like, that's a no? I don't love like, just personally, I don't love the ones that fall into like, hostile territory surrounding Santa. Like, I like my Christmas mm. pretty uh, heartwarming. Oh, you mean like a bad Santa? Yeah, like I don't like drunk Santas and things like oh, that. Yeah. It sort of brings me down. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I, that's just not my genre. But you know, again, I'm I'm not a straight white male, right. Right. <laughs> so there's that. Said with love and deep respect. And thank God. Oh, you know what? One I find Little Drummer Boy to be a real snooze. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. It's a snooze. You probably mm-hmm. saw like it the song. I like the song. God, That's why you don't remember it. Have you guys? You have to also look this up. I'm giving you a list of things to look up. Look up Jessica and Ashley Simpson singing the Little Drummer Boy on the holiday special from 2005 ish. Oh my god! It's important. It's important. Speaking my language. All right. It's important. It's a lot of. Have you seen? Ashley Simpson with the dark hair singing I Am a Poor Boy Too is like some of the best thing you'll ever see. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check that out. I love a vintage of any era family Christmas special. And it's actually my dream to produce one next. Like the King Family oh, yeah. Singers. Yeah. No, nothing makes me happier. I remember you had that Yeah, idea. I was going to try to that pitch that. Idea. Oh, and you have to do it too because you have this amazing holiday album that I want everyone to check out. And it's both funny and great music and and it's it's just everything. So I hope people check that out. I, I, do it's you have sugar and booze? Do you have plans to do more? Uh, yeah, I, Christmas well, I'm touring. Music? I'm touring with it this year. Yes, for sure. I mean, part of the reason you write a Christmas record is because it's slightly perennial, but also because of the the virus, we ended up pushing all of our 2020 dates till this year. So I'm doing a little tour, just a two week tour with it, and it's so much fun because we wrote a very, you know, tradi- again traditional, like kind of old-fashioned, nostalgic, swinging vibe. And I really wanted it to be able to, like, seamlessly fill in, you know, fill in with your with your Ella record and your Frank record when you were, like, whatever, decorating the tree. And we wrote some really fun originals that I feel kind of old-fashioned. So, um, I, I mean, the goal wasn't necessarily to be funny as it was to be fun and to have a great time and play a record. We have a, amazing arrangements. My producer, Julian Fleischer, is really, really talented arranger. So we had a good, really good time. It's fantastic. Now, were there any uh, tropes that you guys didn't weren't able to fit into the Clusterfunk Christmas? Like, was there anything that you were like, oh, man, we're trying to find a place for it? I really wanted everyone to get trapped inside a snow globe until they found the magic of Christmas. But um, it was like one step too many. I wanted there to be like a supernatural like weather event that created an outdoor experience that was like a snow globe. But I was shut down. And we also at one point had a big musical number, right? But that um, that couldn't happen due to budget and due, time. Due to so finances. So then we thought of having, and we don't want to spoil this, but we'll just say we thought of instead of that doing a Christmas angel. And so yeah, we like how that we figured out. a supernatural intervention of yeah. some kind, a Christmas apparition, which often happens in the movies. And that's a fun, that's fun a fun little moment. cameo for a little special special diva in our lives. I love that moment. It's so good. Uh, people are going to love this movie. Do you guys still have the SNL ladies group text? I know this is sort of like a lore for, for people like myself. Like, what's going on with this group text? People in your community? Yeah, we're very um, aware of yeah, it and love still, it. We certainly do. We still chat. Every still, day. Yes. So Every where do day. we draw the line with the group text? Like, did it go up to a certain year on SNL? Or do we add the the women in there as they're still on well, it? You know what? It was sort of just like we were naturally texting you know a lot of it started in my memory anyway like we all had little kids yeah so we were like what do i do when this happens like it started out for me like a lot of like kid talk practical comedy mother or like (laughs) and then it kind of blossomed out from there but like paula doesn't have kids she has animals but you know um. that's true but i think that's how i first started like a few group people. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then it really it coalesced around Rachel's 50th birthday. So there was like a chat group and a bunch of girlfriends that, you know, eventually were like, we need an excuse to really have a getaway because there is this kind of deeply tribal conversation that you can really only share with your 
SNL sisters. And so um, we ended up going away for Rachel's birthday and that kind of cemented the, the lifelong love. You know, I feel like there might be some world or something where we could get screenshots of this text thread. Maybe auction them off for charity or something. Is oh there God. a way you know, that we I could did, do something like that? It's funny because I did think some of this would make a great, like, <laughs> coffee table book. I don't know. Maybe coffee table is the wrong word for it. But, yeah, like a book. <laughs> like, well, what I mean is, like, is, by the way, books and coffee tables well, would be I obsolete mean is, by the time not, we do it. What I mean is it's not like a big <laughs> pictorial. But, I mean, like, a little, like. I don't know. Read it while you're on the toilet. A turret book? I would a read it on the toilet in a second. <laughs> Give bon it to me now, and please. 50 sayings. <laughs> anyway. There has whatever. to be some space for it because trust me, like people like myself, we would love to just even like one screenshot, maybe on social media, we get something like just one screen grab or something. You know, something. I don't know. Jeez. There is some funny stuff. There's but... some funny stuff. There's a lot of state secrets though, too. <laughs> I would like that too. Okay, tell me your favorite performances of the other person. Like, uh, Rachel, do you have a favorite thing that Anna's done, whether it be on SNL, a sketch, or anything? What's your favorite thing no, of hers? Okay, and then vice versa? I, you know, Anna has like obviously like a very large body of work, but the thing that first strikes me when asked that is like the stuff I saw her do before I was even on the show when I was just like watching her on my TV and thinking, like, oh my God, that woman's so funny. And that, that makes me think of NPR and the uh, well, Martha Stewart and, um, and the Bobby and Marty. Um, sketches where she would sing that she was the middle school teachers with Will Ferrell and they would do those medleys like those are my like because those were like my my first like imprinting as I was the baby bird seeing (laughs) the mama bird who's a year younger than me me. but anyway like that's what really like sticks of me even though she's done like so many to jump on that I still say from the Fabian Mohan Cole Um, I still say I felt that one in my filling. It was like from one of those sketches, like the mic goes hot. And I think it was Will who says, oh, I felt that one in my filling. And it's, it's so funny. I always think of so funny, funny little ones that get stuck in your head because when all that feedback at the beginning and for some reason in a regular way, and I don't even remember when we did this, I think it was maybe on the 40th or when Will went back one time or something. I just remember saying like, I hear some sonic fuzz on the Wi-Fi. Which makes me laugh. Same thing. It's just like some random line that Paula wrote, probably. But um, same thing with Rachel. I have to say, like again, huge body of work. Huge respect for the fact that she's done a ton of work on stage and in film, and some really great dramatical work. See Shameless last season. So um, good. But yes. yeah, so good. But like, but at the same time, I, I have to say that maybe this is just because we've just finished doing this thing where you have to be kind of a grown up after you leave SNL, and you have to do a lot of like playing the straight woman mom and the, you know, whatever, like there's a lot of sort of just smiling and nodding that you do professionally. So it was so fun. Every time we get together, we are sort of set each other free on the wig, wig and glasses comedy. And so my, I do maybe just cause our movie, we get to play these kind of parts. We, we did, we've done them together when we worked on a show called great news that Tina, um, it's Tracy Wigfield wrote the Tina produced and so underrated and, too. that show. Was I know it's really phenomenal. funny. Three seasons of perfection. And I know, I know a really lot of well people written. who discovered it sort of late, but it's I know. amazing. It's a bummer, but yeah, it was super fun to do that. We played sort of a, a, a Kathy Lee and Hoda pair. So anytime we can kind of lean into the giant parts together. And as a result of that, uh, just in the spirit of that, I would say that I love Rachel's sketch. I love Rachel's sketch work. I mean, obviously like everybody else in the entire world, I love Debbie Downer. I love um, Abe Scheinveld. I love I mean, the, the Boston girl. I love the the Dickensian character he used to play. Do you remember he used to play that like yeah, little Dickensian? Yeah. Um, Pip. What was it? I don't even know. It was a one-off. <laughs> was it only anyway. a one-off? Yeah. Oh, hilarious. But um, yeah, so just all of the all of the 
character work, the sketch and character works. Like, yeah. I, I got to say, of course, everyone loves Debbie Downer, but that one with Lindsay Lohan in particular, mm-hmm. to me, that's the thing I can go back to that I know 100% is going to change my mood when I see 100%. It. It's like it, the way that it can just shift a day around more than almost anything else oh in the gosh. entire universe. It's like, I know I'm feeling down. Take a couple minutes, find that video online. Uh, and it's that is just a great, oh, that's, so, that's a great life hack. World. Yeah. Thank but, you. but really seeing the two of you pop up in anything, it's like, I, I, of course I was raised with the two of you on SNL and I just loved that generation of, of so many amazing women like Molly Shannon, Shira Terry, yeah. the two of you, Tina, Amy. And I just feel so lucky that that was sort of my introduction to comedy and in, in so many ways, because you were all were just the funniest people ever. The funniest people ever. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's next? What do you guys want to do next? Like, what's on the dream bucket list, Greer goal list? Ooh. Um, I do want to write more Christmas stuff. I, I, I'm not just saying not just this movie, but I want to write a Christmas special. I want to write more Christmas music. I want to write a sequel or something else with Rachel. It was incredibly fun and fulfilling to do. Um, what's on your bucket list? Jeez, the I don't Olympics? know. I got to get a bucket list going. Um, <laughs> travel i'm not sure i i need to i need to have a thing to say so that it will the She's universe been, she will wants provide. to take up golf no i don't know i would love to write another thing with anna though that's yeah and i actually would like to write something for the two of us as well as our all the i would love to write something we could populate like the wine country cast with would be amazing I mean, yes, please. Would you guys ever do, would you be interested in doing more like book writing stuff? Like, is that on the horizon? Because I would love to read like essay collections from you guys, more, more essay collections. I, I, well, Rachel's I'm like giving you guys work to do. No, I know Rachel I has a great essay collection, yeah, but yeah. So I did one and then I, I sat down to try to do another and it just wasn't really like, I, I took one afternoon and then said, screw it. No, <laughs> no, I tried, like back then That's I enough. had this whole like story and then I had like the surprise pregnancy. Like I had like a thing happening and like now, like, I don't know, I guess I need to, she's looking for I some need another surprise pregnancy. Right. Well, we just want, your, surprise. We want <laughs> your thoughts on things. Like I, we love hearing the, just your thoughts on things. Like, it, I don't know that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, I personally fluctuate between who cares and, you know, is there a point? And I, uh, I would how want dare it, you. I'm just saying like, if I were to write something, I would want for it to have some import or impact on people. I don't want to just write for its own sake. I love writing, but maybe, I don't know. Well, we would take anything you guys want to write. We love it. Um, I love you both so much. I wrap up all my interviews by asking the ne- people these next two questions, and they're silly, but it's just your favorite Mariah Carey song, because I love Mariah. She's sort of the sign of the holiday season as well. Um, and then also, if you were choosing for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Ooh. 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 Golly. That's tough. Oh, gosh. Um, well, Mariah Carey song, um, I'm going to say, I'm not just saying this, but I love the song, All I Want for Christmas is You. So it drives some people crazy, I guess. But I It's one of the best Christmas songs ever written. That's the one I know the most of Mariah Carey that I that I would I love this like. song on I think I don't know how many last album ago. Get the fuck out. Get the F out. Do you know that song? How, yeah, how about you how about you? Get the fuck out. Get the fuck oh, out. Wow. It's so fantastic because it's so understated and it's really well written, but it's so exactly what you want to it, it like pun, she punches at the right moment. She's a great songwriter. Fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing writer. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, everyone knows her for her voice, but amazing. Also, I just got this ornament and it's supposed to be Mariah, but I don't know if you can see the, oh, yeah, like okay. it's like, does not 
look the hair like. Seems... Okay. So th- that's a major just, skin tone uh, mismatch. P.S. <laughs> Hmm, it's a bit of a mess. Anyway, I love you both. Everyone's going to check out a cluster fun Christmas. Oh, P- uh, People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive. You oh, guys I thought we were going to no, forget not, that. I'm not, I didn't forget. Um, no. Right now, I don't know. sexy? I know it's, they say it's Paul Rudd right now. He's sexy, yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on the year. I would. Idris Elba is pretty high up there. I have to say, like, hard to deny. I'm going to go. This is going to be rad. This is also sort of like a weird old school call. But you know, just for our generation who doesn't, friggin age is john stamos it's insane how attractive that man is yeah. for his age so the he and, Idris and i are going to get together and be a thruple i love that i love that rachel um i'm just gonna punt and i don't know i don't know i'll just join in their thruple and a uh, cluster <laughs> who was your Christmas. call what do you say i like a chris hemsworth idris alba of course michael b jordan i think was maybe a couple oh, years God, ago yeah, or something I... but to me he's just like oh my god um yeah, those are the the ones that immediately come to mind. I think Paul Rudd is sexy too. Channing Tatum, I know it's some. I love Channing Tatum. Like to me, he's got the sex appeal. When I watch Magic Mike, I'm like, the way he moved in that movie, it was just uh, revolutionary to me. And he's kind of funny. You have to yeah. be a little bit funny. Yeah, he's like goofy. And do you remember the Sony hack? Like the emails leaked. I always think about his emails. They like I saw some website where they. Uh, his emails were there and they just seemed yeah. so nice and fun. Like he just, it was like all exclamation points and he's like, yeah, we're killing it. And like, those were, I was like, that's, he seems like just a lovely, nice man. Like upbeat. I love it. Yeah. Like that's not nice... going to happen in our Sony hack. Yeah. What if... Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Evil emails. I love you both. I'm going to let you go. Cluster fun Christmas, December 2nd, comedy central. I can't wait to see the sequel. I need it right now. So go get right into it. I'm sorry to put that on you and everyone watch spring breakdown. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Throw that in there, too. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank- Merry Christmas. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 